Welcome to the Bruce Siski Show. Follow the Bruce Siski Show on Twitter to interact anytime. Got something on your mind? You can text Bruce during the show by using the short code 84454. You're listening to the Bruce Siski Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 1012, it's a Friday morning. Great to have you with us, the Bruce Siski Show on KDAL as we get things into the month of December now, first day of December 2023. Last month of the year already. Uh, we got Bulldog Hockey to talk about this hour. You'll hear from men's assistant Cody Chupp coming up at roughly 10.35 or so as we lead into the Bulldogs versus Omaha this weekend. Our coverage at 6.30 tonight, then 4.30 tomorrow. Again, I want to remind everybody, uh, this is going to get said a few times, so I'm sorry, but we do like to try to keep people as prepared as possible for these types of things. Uh, this is going to be a crazy traffic weekend in the Amzol Arena, Deck, Canal Park area. It is what it is. Uh, Bentleyville is going to draw big crowds. You heard Hunter McCullough with the weather forecast. It is simply wonderful, especially uh, tomorrow and tomorrow night. Very balmy for this time of year. That's going to draw some people in. We have the Duluth Winter Village. They're expecting big crowds for that tomorrow and Sunday behind the deck on Harbor Drive. That's a big deal. We've got the Spirit of Duluth Hockey Tournament, where are, there are games all day today, all day tomorrow at the deck. Plus, there are afternoon games today and tomorrow at Amsoil Arena. That's going to add some traffic. The Symphony's got shows tomorrow. There's concerts at Bentleyville tonight. So, I'm just saying, you know, make a traffic plan. Make, make, you know, give yourself plenty of time to get down there. If you've got tickets, if you want to go, we'd love to have you. But just be mindful of that. We don't need people rolling in at 745 for the 7 o'clock game tonight. It just you know, be prepared and don't say we didn't warn you because these can be crazy weekends. Had a chance this week to catch up with the head coach in Omaha. Here's my conversation with Mike Gavinette. So for those that don't follow the sport all that closely, every sport's got the unsung hero behind the scenes. And, and really in college hockey, a lot of them are the hockey operations guys. A couple of weeks ago, you're in Denver. And they go resurface the ice after the first period of the Saturday game, and the ice, for some reason, goes to pot. The game gets delayed, then the game gets suspended, and you guys are stuck in Denver an extra day. Brian, your hockey ops guy, has to go to work. Tell me about your hockey ops guy, everything he had to do, and how many meals you've bought for him since. Yeah, I, I think the, bomb, the, the way to summarize the story is I think it was like maybe midnight or or something, maybe maybe even later, maybe later than that. And I called him, like, Brian, where are you at? He still hasn't left the locker room. <laughs> oh. He's like, I don't want to hang up the phone or get off my computer. I'm afraid I'm going to lose something. But uh, needless to say, he had to get uh, – we got home, and it was two different airlines and, and uh, you know, lots of uh, lots of time on the phone. And, and we had some good help, too, from uh, Wendy, Wendy back home here in Omaha, too, that kind of handles all our administrative – uh, things there with Fox travel and stuff as well. So it was a team effort, but we ended up getting everybody home uh, by about 1230 there Sunday night and multiple airlines. And, uh, but he did a great job and, uh, 
and uh, yeah, I told him to get some rest, and he asked if he could come in a little bit later on Monday. I said absolutely. So uh, he does a great job, and uh, we're lucky to have those guys. That's for sure. So that's the thing with with this is this wasn't like uh, you know UMD playing in St. Cloud where it's just a bus. You guys were flying, and it's not like you know some places that charter their teams. You're not chartering. That just made it all the more difficult, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, we had recruit in town on Sunday. We were going to get back at, you know, 10 in the morning. And, and you got a lot of things planned as, as a hockey coach and uh, as a staff, just with the, the, the demands of the job and uh, and just, you know, how you're, a lot of times your Sunday's spent recruiting. So we had a guy coming to campus and, and all that stuff. And, and like you said, just even the travel and everything like that. So it was lots of, lots of work, but uh, it ended up being good. Obviously, we had a great result on the Sunday there, which makes the rest of the day feel a lot better when you're, you're traveling and running around after a big win. So um, we gave the guys Monday off and, got back after it on Tuesday. Visiting with Omaha coach Mike Gabinet. Yeah, you guys did get a big win out there in that Sunday game. That well, that two thirds of a Sunday. I don't know how to how to describe that. But you play two periods Sunday, you, but you come right out and score, which I'm sure had to take a big load off your guys' shoulders and get, kind of get them settled into a really weird environment. Yeah, absolutely. It was nice to, to nice to have a good start there. And that's what we talked about there, just preparing, staying focused and and then really to try and have a good start out of the gate and, and the guys did exactly that. Got two two goals right off the bat and Denver pushed back to make it two two. We were able to to counter that too and, and get up four to four to two there in the second period. And then uh they got one in the third and hang on for a big uh, four three win against a very good team. So um, you know, some of the best hockey I think we played. Um, was in that stretch even though I thought we were really good on Saturday in the first period as well so uh, good blueprint for our guys and nice to see them go over for such a good effort. Uh, that's the first of three straight wins for your group you swept Augustana non-conference last weekend uh, let's start with the with just the games your thoughts on last weekend and you know you kind of trying to get on a roll here before the holiday break and, and picking up a couple of wins. Yeah, again, and lots of credit to Augustana. They were a good team. It wasn't an easy, um, it wasn't easy outing as we knew with uh, you know the games they already played this year and the success they've had, and and uh, just looking at the roster, a couple of guys we're really familiar with, whether it's from recruiting them or uh, transfers from other programs, and they're a new team, but they have some great experience on their team, and that showed. So, two uh, two two good games, and our guys continue to play well and and got rewarded, and so we got to you know continue uh, uh, you know continue to gain a couple wins there and uh, now prepare for some back-to-NCHC play here this weekend. Uh, tell me about the environment in Sioux Falls on Saturday night. At the, I know they don't have their new arena built yet. I just, they posted some pictures here this week. They're just putting the seats in for, for uh, Midcoe Arena on campus. They're playing at the Denny Sanford Premier Center, which uh, the Sioux Falls Stampede play there. Those are re, uh, the, the Bulldogs played in the regional there, for those that don't remember, in, in 2018. But uh, tell me about the, the environment in that building in Augustana playing a rare home game for them on Saturday. Yeah, you know what, it was great. A uh, really nice building, and you know, obviously, we're, we're not too far from them, just under three hours away. So, I think we're going to try to get those guys in our non-conference schedule every season because I think you obviously have the home crowd, and then you also get some uh, people traveling as well for the game, which I think is good for both programs. So, a really nice environment, really good crowd, and uh, a nice rink to play in as well. I, I was going to ask you that too. I, I noticed the the, uh, the geography, of the NCHC being what it is, and in, in the you know the Arizona State edition coming next year you guys are grouped with Miami and Western Michigan which aren't exactly close to you 
you know, what does it mean to have, you know, Lindenwood is, I know it's not necessarily close, but it's closer than Miami and Western Michigan are, but have them available maybe non-conference in the future. And to have Augustana up the road a few hours in Sioux Falls and, and have a burgeoning program there as well, what's that mean to you from a scheduling standpoint? Because it, it seems like it could maybe take some travel legs off your guys a little bit. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, both Miami and, and Western are multiple flights for us, right? So it's not easy to get in and out of there and uh, and to take advantage just even with the budget to, to play some teams that are closer by and, and you're not necessarily losing a whole day of travel um, with those is could be huge. So I know we're trying to get something going with Augustana and we're definitely looking at Lindenwood as well. So those are two teams that uh, could be either, you know, uh, nice and close uh, for non-conference play. Right, let's talk about your group a little bit. You guys finished third in the NCHC last season you, you've got a lot of guys back you did lose some players you brought in some young guys what have you thought of your mix so far you know eight three and one's a solid record as we mentioned you won three straight you got to be feeling good about that too yeah really proud of the group I think it's been one of those groups you know it hasn't been all roses all season long we've definitely you know as they say you go through the forming storming and you get your norms a little bit there so we've had some just you know some adversity and and uh, things we've had to continue to work on and, and get better at and our group's done a really good job of doing that so um, really like the group though I mean the high high character really good work ethic very coachable uh, working hard to get better and continue to, to try to elevate our standard of play so um, really like our makeup there and uh, we continue to evolve and grow as we go through the, the grind of the season here. I watch Nolan Sullivan play and, and, and I think about you know the, the phrase bull in a china shop on a hockey rink comes to mind. Does the, the I don't want to say reckless abandon, but but man alive, he knows where he wants to go and he's going to get there. He's one of those very determined players. What's he been like as a captain now in his second year as a captain in your program? Well, as a captain, he's been excellent. He's a he's a tremendous individual and a great leader. But I also want to, you know, as a hockey player, I think he's by far his best as a hockey player that I've seen him be with our program. I think from a, uh, he's got that tenacity where he is winning loose pucks. We call it my puck. When I was a kid, my dad used to do a game, just put a puck in the corner, and it's called my puck. And one guy comes up with another guy doesn't. And uh, and uh, he does that, Matt. He wins those battles all the time, and, and he's a great, uh, great individual. And he's also making plays as well. His, he's just really playing some great hockey. And he put a lot of work in the summer, working on his skill and skating. And you can see it. I mean, he's elevated his game to another level. And uh, I'm just so happy for him. You, you know, you're always cheering for guys and uh, that are such, you know, doing the right things at all times. We're talking to Omaha coach Mike Gabinett. Another Nolan on your roster, very familiar to us. I'll ask you, I'm, I'm legally required to ask you about Nolan Krenzen. I know I know what you think of him as, as a hockey player. What kind of starts he off to in and, and his senior season, believe it or not? Yeah, and he doesn't get enough credit. You know, he's one of those kind of unsung hero guys. He talked about hockey operations. I think Nolan Sullivan could easily be our unsung hero on the back end. Might be one of our most consistent, you know, hard to play against defenders that uh, you know plays in all plays in you know power or sorry uh, penalty kill and five versus six and you know five on five logs a ton of minutes and just does everything the right way and low maintenance and uh, just a great individual. So um, you know, can't speak enough high things about Nolan and uh, he just continues to evolve and get better and uh, he's a big big uh, big part of our decor you guys get, it feels like a lot of balance offensively this year what does that mean for you as a coach it, it you, you don't necessarily have one guy that teams have to key on you've got a bunch of different people that can hurt another team 
yeah, I think that's led to some of our success. You know, when maybe one uh, one guy's not producing that night, somebody else steps up. We've had a couple of really good games from our so-and-so called, called fourth line here uh, the last couple of games. And I think that's what we've talked about from day one. We want to be a team. We want to win it as a team. And that involves helping each other out and set the table for the next guys, whether it's an early change or uh, maybe if, uh, you know, you're not bearing the puck that night, you can become hard to play against and very difficult making sure they're coming through and somebody else steps up and puts one in the back of the net. So um, again, just an impressive group, um, you know, for when you have multiple guys contributing offensively. Ty Mueller is your leading scorer, 10 points in 12 games. He also leads all your forwards in block shots, which that screams all around player to me. What, what kind of starts he off to? Yeah, great start. Again, I think he was, I think if you look at the stats again, I, I'm not as one to keep up on the stats as everybody else is, but I think he maybe had a little bit of a um, slower, not not a slower start, but maybe a little bit of a dip, maybe just a couple of things, but just um, really playing some good hockey and, and uh, you know, just to me, one of our, you know, top players, right? He can do it all. He's, he's good offensively. He's good defensively. He's smart. He's hard. He can skate. He's physical. He's strong. Um, just does so many good things out there. So um, I'm a big tabular fan. I was so happy to see him get rewarded by getting drafted this summer because he's put a lot of work in the last couple of years to, to get drafted as a junior. And uh, uh, he's a guy to watch out for. He's, you know, obviously he's already an elite player. He's just going to continue to get better and he'll do, uh, he'll do great things here in years to come. I know that they play different positions, but tell me about the dynamic of the Lutke brothers, Griffin and Tanner. Yeah, again, two guys that have done a great job. Uh, Griffin really, you know, had a couple injuries last year there. It was in and out of the lineup a little bit. Just stuck with it and worked extremely hard this summer. He's off to a great start and and playing a real consistent role and, and doing great things with the puck and without the puck. And then obviously Tanner coming in after a great season in the USHL, getting drafted this summer and really finding his feet here now in the college hockey. And he's a guy that I've really noticed continue gets better week in, week out and looks a little more comfortable, looks quicker um, and really doing some special things with the puck and, and without the puck. So uh, both of those guys are off to great starts starts and uh they're going to continue to do those things what's uh what's that relationship like uh, we we've we've had you know brother tandems over the years at umd as well it's it, it's always interesting to ask that question of coaches you know what's it like watching the brothers interact well, I just I just ran into G right now, seeing I was getting a couple of questions about him, and I I said I definitely know my who my favorite is, and I didn't tell him I didn't tell him who it was. Uh, so maybe just keep them both you just keep them both thinking they're my favorites, you know. But uh, no, just you know what, just you know, great kids, you know, great first off, they're both great kids, both a little bit different personalities, which is fun, and and they do a, they do a good job, you know. And, and Tanner just turned nineteen, right? So he's a young guy and and just getting his feet wet and, and learning as he goes, but lots of enthusiasm and and uh you know really nice family and just you know couldn't be more happy to have both those guys uh playing for the mavericks a couple of more for omaha coach mike gabinette uh you, you've got a couple of goaltenders who played simon Lacozzi. we saw a lot of him last year seth isley brought in this year what's that uh, what's that dynamic been like how they played yeah, both have been doing a good job, really good job. Obviously, uh, Simon had come in the second half last season. He's been picked off where he left off. He's been playing some really good hockey. And and Seth, uh, Seth's doing a great job as well. Had a big win there Saturday in uh, Sioux Falls. So, uh, again, nice to keep both those guys engaged here early in the season. Uh, we got confidence in both of them, and, and they continue to get better uh, week in, week out. You've got UMD this weekend. Again, back into NCHC play. Thoughts on matching up with the Bulldogs up in Duluth? Yeah, I just said it today in my press conference. I mean, if you look at who they've lost to this year, they've lost to Cornell, North Dakota, Minnesota, and St. Cloud. 
right? And, uh, you know, that's a little bit of the, the schedule, the strength of schedule they're playing. They're a very good hockey team. You watch my video, uh, they look they look, uh, they look strong. There've been a lot of close games, and we know how uh, how hard they play, and uh, and especially how good they are at home there. So we're definitely, we definitely know uh, they're not a team that's uh, indicative of their record here, and and uh, they've had a crazy hard schedule there, and, and that's the NCHC for you, and it's a tough non-conference. So uh, we'll be ready for an extremely hard battle here this weekend. There's not a coach walk in the face of the earth that can't say that that their their team is hasn't hit a rut at some point. It happens to everybody for you when when that's happened to teams that you've coached what, what's the key from a messaging standpoint you hear a lot of times coaches talk about the importance of staying positive but at the same time you have to address things that are going wrong yeah absolutely I think you know to me you always want to maybe be a little bit more positive when things are a little bit tough and maybe a little bit more demanding when you're you're doing the things the right way so you maintain that standard and I think one of the things that's important when you are in a little bit of a rut is to narrow your focus you know really give the guys something to focus on and and at the end of the day it's it's your actions that matter right you can you can think or you can you know you can overthink things or you can underthink things or whatever but at the end of the day the only thing that matters is the actions uh, that you take uh, in order to progress and continue to develop. So I like narrowing the focus, giving the guys one or two things to focus on that week, uh, really helping them worry, worry about their response to the situation. That's in our control, right? You can't control your wins and loss records all the time, but you can control what your response to the present situation and how what actions you take moving forward. So I think that's what you got to do, and you got to lead that by example as a leader, and, and usually that allows you guys to take the necessary steps to get better. Head coach of Omaha's Mike Gavinette. Our coverage at 6.30 tonight, game one of two. The Bulldogs and Mavericks here on KDAL. More to come, 10.28. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We'll talk University of Minnesota hockey next. When we say that Cub Milk is the freshest in town, we mean it. Less than 48 hours from farm to store fresh. We guarantee seven days or more of freshness. It all starts with local dairy farmers who take great care in making sure all the cows are happy and healthy. We support local farm families 365 days a year. And that makes our milk even more delicious. So you always get the freshest milk and the biggest smiles. The seventh-ranked Golden Gopher men's hockey team will visit number 18 Penn State tonight and tomorrow for a two-game Big Ten weekend series. Minnesota head coach Bob Motzko tells Wally Shaver the Nittany Lions like to be aggressive. They want to create chaos, and, and that's <laughs> the key: is not is, is is don't help, don't feed the chaos. And and we've done a real good job here the last couple of years, and and just got to play. You know, this is one of those series when nothing's happening; it's good, and uh, you've got to play smart and and stay above pucks and and you'll get your chances but it's a challenge because they they are are very strong in the offensive end with our defensive group as a whole the eight players out there that uh, uh, play for the golden gophers does that put more pressure on them with a team that likes to just shoot and create that chaos um it, you know, it, I mean, they'll, the defense is fine. It's our forwards have to do a good job being back behind pucks. Uh, they, you know, they normally like to fly guys out of the zone, and and, and we've got to be stay connected. We call it where where our, our high forwards got to stay connected with our D, and we do that. We put ourselves in a pretty good spot. Tonight's game starts at six, and the puck is set to drop tomorrow at five. For more info on Gopher hockey, go to gophersports.com. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update.
I'm Mike Graham. KDAL at your fingertips. I'll tell you, these guys have a wonderful stream. Thing. Download the free KDAL mobile app. Quick shot here. I'll let you know we're going to talk to UMD men's hockey assistant Cody Chupp. Rerack that conversation from Tuesday's radio show. That's after CBS News on KDAL. Your twin ports home for UMD Bulldog football. Yes, for the touchdown for UMD. KDAL. 10-38. Uh, next week on the radio show, I'll be gone Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for the Bulldogs, but we'll have a lot of stuff. Kevin Fallness, Minnesota Wild Radio Network, Alan Horton, Timberwolves Radio Network. UMD women's basketball coach Mandy Pearson, women's hockey coach Maura Kroll, women's hockey fifth-year senior Reese Hunt. Amongst those scheduled to join us on the radio show next week. Bulldogs versus Omaha this weekend. We'll be at Amsoil tonight, 7 o'clock start, coverage at 6.30, and then a 5 o'clock start, 4.30 for the pregame tomorrow for Game 2 of that NCHC series. Earlier this week... On this radio show, I had a chance to visit with UMD men's hockey assistant Cody Chupp. Discussed a lot of things, including this eight-game winless streak the Bulldogs carry into this weekend's games. Here is a portion of that conversation at 1039. I know it's been a tough stretch here, uh, and now you get a bye week. And I, 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 is, this, is there anything good about the way that you went into that bye week? I mean, maybe you feel a little bit better about the way things went Saturday versus Friday in St. Cloud. The result's the same, and now you got to chew on it for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's there's a lot of frustration and, and things that uh, internally we're we're working on all the time. Um, but at the same time, uh, I agree. I, I think there were uh, there were some things, especially from Saturday, that we can take from that game and as a positive. Um, but ultimately, the result is the result, and and we need to win. Um, so we got to clean some things up. It, it's nice to score five, um, but like you said. Uh, we still lost. We got to find a way here. Now, obviously, scoring goals was an issue for for a whole lot of this skid. And, and you mentioned you got five uh, on Saturday, and a lot of those came at even strength. And, and five on five scoring has been an issue really throughout the season. As as we try to look at positives here, you know, what are some of the things you can take from your your offensive play five on five uh, the the last time out against St. Cloud State? Yeah, I would I would say maybe the biggest thing is just pucks and, and bodies to the net and I know, I know that's really cliche but it, it's something that we really challenged the guys uh, to do a better job of coming out of Friday and, and going into Saturday and, and obviously uh, we did uh, and the result of it was, was five goals so you know I think that the proof is there um, when when there is a, a better effort uh, a better mindset or a, a consistency in those things, uh, you're going to create more opportunities for yourself in scoring areas. So, um, you know, for us, that's, that's a positive. Normally, you score five goals, you give yourself a really good chance to win a hockey game. And I think the other side of it is if you look at the way that game started with a weird deflection that ends up in the back of our net, a, you know, a minute and a half into the game, um, it was there was a lot of resiliency from our group to continue to battle back uh, right down to the end. So, Again, another positive takeaway, um, but uh, we, we obviously have to continue to build some consistency in our five-on-five scoring. Talking to UMD men's hockey assistant Cody Chupp, as you look at you know the five-on-five play from that Saturday game, you talk about pucks and bodies to the net, and, and it feels like a lot of times people – 
kind of equate that to the greasy goals. And yes, that's a thing. But you didn't score as as many greasy goals as it was getting pucks to to the net from up high in situations where you've got guys in front taking the goaltender's eyes away, which I know has been a priority for this group. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we talk a lot in the offensive zone. um, You know, it usually starts with a rush. So it's either a shot on net or it's a a puck into an area where you're applying pressure or getting to it first. Um, And then once once you gain possession, um, the ability to go low to high, east to west, are all all things that are going to benefit you when you get the puck back to the net. And I think that's where we've probably been most inconsistent um, in our five-on-five game. We either uh, don't do a good job of getting it low to high and back to the net, or when we get it back to the net, we don't have anyone at or around the net. So, you know, <laughs> I think there's games where we've, we've done a really good job of maintaining possession. We're, you know, we're kind of getting three high. We're, we're creating opportunities to get it back to the net. And then it's just getting it to that threshold of, of actually doing it with people there. Um, Saturday, I think we did a better job of, of kind of putting those two things together, um, which was obviously beneficial for us in the scoring department. For those that don't pay attention very closely, you run the power play, which has been clicking at a very good rate here so far this year. What are your thoughts on on what you've seen from your your power play? Obviously losing Dom as early as you did. You've had to try some different guys in different spots, but you you found some success. Yeah, I mean, the power play's done a good job for us. Um, Obviously, we got off to a really good start, uh, which helped our, our, our season percentage. Um, being able to depend on the power play for you know around a goal a night is, is obviously huge and, and I know one of the things that, that Adam and I talked about going into Friday was you know getting getting a goal um, being up a goal based on our special teams and, and obviously we were able to do that Friday and, and still came away with a loss and that's just something that we have to continue to uh, keep uh, I don't want to say fresh, but we have to continue to get better in those areas, and, and sometimes that's just moving guys around, giving units other options, uh, maybe a little different set depending on who we're playing. We have to continue to stay focused on that, um, have the mentality of every time we get on the power play that that we're going to score. Um, you know, so the power play has done a good job, or done a good job. We just we got to make sure that our mindset stays uh, aggressive um, and hungry when we're on it. Talking to you, defense hockey assistant Cody Chubb. Defensively, obviously, there's been some 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 cracks here. You don't go winless in eight without having some issues defensively. And I know it's something Scott Sandlin has been preaching with me is you know trying to find a, a more consistent defensive game. And you know the Saturday game in St. Cloud, you give up six, and and that's certainly not a great sign. But but leading into that, were you seeing signs of maybe a little more consistency from your group defensively? Yeah, I think so. I think one of the things that we've talked a lot about over this bye week and, and even, um, you know, this week is is trying to figure out uh, whether it's, it's mentality or structure, but what it, what is the best uh, for our group? And, and every defensive core is, is a little bit different. Um, there's strengths and weaknesses, but, but figuring out how to spend less time chasing things around in our own end, how to create more uh, advantages in our favor, two-on-ones, three-on-twos, 
um, especially down low where I think what's happening to us a lot is teams are sustaining offensive pressure because they're getting out of situations that you know are, are advantageous to us where we have a, an advantage and all of a sudden that puck's coming out of there, it's going low to high. And like we talked about, then it forces us to expand, start to play a little bit more of a man-on-man coverage, and it's just a hard way to play. So when you get an opportunity, you have to you have to get stops, you have to get possession, and you have to get exits, and, and all of those things are connected. It starts with the stop. Um, that's an area that we continue to, to have to work on and, and make sure that we're finding the right solution for this group. And then it, you know, it, it transfers into our ability to exit. And sometimes those exits are clean, they're tape to tape. Sometimes those exits are chips into space, splits. It's all of those things are needed throughout the course of a hockey game and, and making sure that we're managing the game the right way so that we're spending less time um, in the hard area of the ice, which is which is our own end. You, you look at this run here, and you know the, the the one goal for game got away from me. I know in, in Minneapolis, but you, you tie them here. You, you you come back against North Dakota. You lose by a couple, and then they blank you to zip. The, it, it, no point of you out of either of those games really. And then of course the St. Cloud games are both one goal games. It feels like yes, I, I can I can only imagine the frustration that all of you are feeling within that facility. I know what I'm feeling; it ain't great. I can only imagine what you guys are going through. At the same time, it, it doesn't feel like you're that far off either, right? Yeah, it's funny. You know, we had the, the off weekend, and and we were all kind of on the road uh, scouting different places, and ran into a few people, and and that was kind of what I said to to different people that I talked to is we're we're probably not as far off <laughs> as it as it feels or maybe appears at times um you know especially coming out of St. Cloud I, you look at a team that's it's won a lot of hockey games and, and is a good team uh at no point did we feel like we were outmatched and, and that even goes back a, a few weekends you know I, I would say maybe even even the Minnesota game on Friday night, it, it didn't feel like a, a five-one game or, or whatever the final was there. It just it, it felt like we, you know, self-inflicted a couple things, which is probably where a lot of our frustration lies right now. Is is just those things that are preventable um, if you're managing the game the right way. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it, it's it's closer. Um, than maybe it appears or, or what our record shows over the last month. Uh, but ultimately, we're, we're graded on our, our record, and, and that's uh, it's obviously a, in the forefront of our mind. Is close is, is not really good enough. We have to find ways to win hockey games. Omaha this weekend, as you try to find ways to win some hockey games at home, the last home games before the holiday break, uh, Friday at 7, Saturday at 5. Thoughts on, on this Mavericks team that comes in having won three in a row? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can sound like a broken record when you talk about league games. Um, everybody's good, and, and we have to be at our best. Um, you know, obviously, they're, they're a group that, that has uh, some younger guys that have been inserted, um, a, you know, a couple transfers that have been inserted that are playing well. Um, you know, and then they've got that, that, that group of, of older guys that have been there for three or four years that um, are super consistent. Um, so, again, for us, it's uh, it, it's talking about how hard it's going to be, how committed you have to be to 
like I said, managing the game the right way, the effort in the one-on-one battles, the, the willingness to compete in those battles. It's, uh, it's not a lot different than any other team we play uh, within our league. I, I just, it's the great thing about our league. It's the hard thing about our league is uh, if you don't, uh, if you don't play your best game, you can lose to anyone. If you, if you play uh, your best game, you give yourself a chance against anyone. That is head co- or assistant coach, I should say, Cody Chupp from the UMD men's hockey team. Bulldogs, Omaha. Our coverage at 6.30 tonight here on KDAL from Amsoil Arena. Been good to have you along on a Friday. Mr. Craig will be here to usher in the weekend. In a little less than nine minutes from now. 10.50, we're brought to you by Sanju. Sanju Polaris and Sanju.com on KDAL. Take us with you on your mobile with the free KDAL radio app. It's all I listen to. 10.59. Be a busy week next week. Amongst the scheduled guests, Kevin Falness, Minnesota Wild Radio Network, Alan Horton, Timberwolves Radio Network, women's basketball coach at UMV, Mandy Pearson, Bulldog women's hockey coach, Maura Kroll, women's hockey graduate forward, Reese Hunt, amongst others. On the radio show next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Brought to you by Sanju Two Harbors. Have a great weekend, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. Hit us up on Twitter at Bruce Siski Show and let us know what you think. No, yes, no. Well, no, I, I crossed my mind. Visit KDAL610.com to podcast today's show anytime. What do you say? Listen to shows on demand and download for free. You can also subscribe via Spotify or your favorite podcast app. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. CBS News is up next. For more than 80 years, KDAL 103.9, W28FBFF, and 610 KDAL Duluth Superior, a Midwest communication station. KDAL.